Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I have 13 ways to help you keep your gratitude strong through tough times. And we all have tough times. Sometimes it seems like this year has got a lot of extra tough times. But if we can keep our gratitude strong, it gives us a fighting chance for keeping our attitude in the right place, for healing, and for moving forward with less anxiety and more peace and calm. I ran across this article from Dr. Mercola's newsletter, and I thought that he outlined a number of great ways to keep gratitude, to be practicing gratitude. And so I wanted to share those with you today and add my two cents as to why I think that these are extra good for those of you who are struggling with anxiety. Dr. McCullough actually early in the article mentions EFT um, and journaling as strategies to help you flex your gratitude muscle. And you know, we talk about both of those here quite a bit, just for working with your anxiety. I wanted to just remind you that if you're interested in EFT or tapping, you can check out episodes 491 and episode 179 for more information on EFT tapping. So let's get into some of these ways that we can help keep our gratitude strong through tough times and through regular daily life. The first one we have here is, oh, it's a suggestion. I really, 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 really like this. I hope that you will consider this. Conduct your own little experiment. Write down your current level of happiness and life satisfaction on a piece of paper in your calendar or in your journal, but I want you to tag it, you know, with a sticky note or something so that you can remember to come back and reevaluate it. But think of a, a range from zero to 10 and see where you're at. You know, where's your happiness? Is it at a zero or are you up at a 10? So write this down, your happiness and life satisfaction, and then come back and reevaluate it. I would say reevaluate it, you know, once a month, no more than that. The trouble with trying to evaluate ourselves on a daily basis is we don't give ourselves enough room for the regular ebb and flow of emotions and feelings that come on a daily basis. But you could do it monthly. That would be awesome. The second one that we have here is to write thank you notes. I love this because I think that writing a thank you note gives us an opportunity to actually savor the gift that we've been given or the kindness that we have been giving. So make it a point to write thank you notes or letters or emails in response to gifts or acts of kindness. The third one that Dr. Mercola has here is to say grace at every meal. I like this also because of coming from uh, a background of working with people with disordered eating. Mealtime can be a time of struggle 
for some people. And it can also be a time where we have not quite slowed down enough to really enjoy the food and give ourselves the milieu for digestion to happen. We need to be in a calm and centered place in order for our body to actually assimilate everything that we are giving it with the meal. So he suggests giving a a ritual of saying grace at each meal as a practice for gratitude. And again, like I said, it's a time where we can actually then slow down and take a moment and say, I am grateful for this food. And I appreciate all the time and hard work that went into its production, transportation, and preparation. Just give it a try. It can really help you to tune into what you're actually doing at mealtime instead of just rushing through eating. The fourth one here is to let go of negativity by changing your perception. Disappointment, especially if you're frequently struggling with things not going your way, can be a major source of stress. And since stress is virtually unavoidable in life, the key is to develop and strengthen your ability to manage your stress so that it doesn't wear you down over time. So see if you can let go of the negativity simply by changing your perception. Look for a different angle. If you can take the moment to do this. Now you're going to see in a lot of these things that I'm talking about today, One of the things we need is more space and time so that we can actually be in the moment in order to do these things. We can't change our perception. We can't change being disappointed in life or seeing, you know, an angry feeling coming up and seeing if we can look at it differently unless we are in the present moment. So again, coming back into the moment is going to serve us all the way through our lives, even trying to find a few more moments of gratitude. The fifth one that we have here is rather than dwelling on like negative events, the suggestion here is to learn to let things go. Dr. Mercola says here, a foundational principle to let go of negativity is the realization that the way you feel has little to do with the event itself and everything to do with your perception of it. Wisdom of the ancients dictate that events are neither good nor bad in and of themselves. It is your belief about the event that upsets you not the fact that it happened. How about that? The belief about it. And that is always within our power. What are we believing about what has just happened? If we're in a negative state and seeing only negativity, obviously we have a choice to look at it and try to move it into neutral is my suggestion to you, because there's no need to turn it into a positive, so to speak, from negative to positive. Let's just change our way of looking and perceiving into more of a neutral stance rather than having it be so negative or having to berate ourselves for not thinking positive. 
things, you don't have to look at everything from a positive standpoint. You don't have to change everything, but we can move it more toward neutral. And what we're really doing there is we're doing what I talked about in the previous point is to let go, to let go more. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now let's get back to our ways of keeping gratitude strong through tough times. We need to keep up on these things and actually practice these things so that we can keep ourselves on the right track. The sixth one I have here is noted by the author of The Daily Stoic, Ryan Holiday, and it says, The Stoics are saying, This happened to me is not the same as, This happened to me and that's bad. They're saying, If you stop at the first part, you will be much more resilient and much more able to make some good out of anything that happens. Now, yes, we talked about this. We've done a couple of episodes where I talked about some of the Stoic philosophy, and this is absolutely a wonderful way to be looking at life and feeling the gratitude by saying, this happened to me, this happened to me, is so different from saying, this happened to me and that's bad. Again, we're just bringing it back into neutral. We're not saying it's good or bad. We're just saying it is. And you know that is so important to just see the facts, understand them, and not judge them. It's the judgment that can get us into so much of a tangle with stress and anxiety. The next one is be mindful of nonverbal actions. Remember that smiling and hugging are both ways of expressing gratitude, encouragement, excitement, empathy, and support. These physical actions also help strengthen your inner experience of positive emotions. So do this when you can. Even sending a hug emoji can really be expressing 
what you are trying to say in a nonverbal way. I know there's not a lot of hugging going on and we can't see a lot of smiles right now with the masks on, but let your eyes smile. And again, make good use of that huggy and smiley emoji. The next one I have is give praise. Research shows that other praising kind of phrases are far more effective than self beneficial phrases. For example, praising your partner by saying, thank you for going out of your way to do this for me is far more powerful than a compliment framed in terms of how you benefited. Also, be mindful of how you deliver this kind of a statement. Say it as if you mean it. Establish eye contact. That's a great tactic that can help show your sincerity. It makes both of you feel so much more connected. The next one is to use prayer and or mindfulness meditation. Expressing thanks during prayer or meditation is another way to cultivate gratitude. Practicing mindfulness means that you're actively paying attention to the moment you're in right now. A mantra is sometimes used to help maintain focus, but you can also focus on something that you're grateful for, such as a pleasant smell, a cool breeze, or a lovely melody. Again, here we are, we're coming back into the present moment with our mindfulness. And do bring up your mantra. And if you haven't found a mantra yet, ah, that can be a whole nother episode that I could do for you on finding a mantra and how to use it to keep yourself in the present moment. The next one is to create a nightly gratitude ritual. Ah, you know how I like the rituals and you know I love my journaling at, have you do your journaling or meditation at night, but One suggestion is to create a gratitude jar. I have had one of these in the past, and it's so much fun to watch it fill up. And what you are going to put into this jar, the entire family can help you do this, is to add notes of gratitude on a daily basis. I like to use those colorful yellow sticky notes and then fold them up and put them in the jar, the gratitude jar. Simply write a quick note on a small slip of paper or like I like to do the sticky note and put it in the jar and make an annual or biannual or even monthly event of going through the whole jar, reading each slip out loud. This could be a really fun thing to do even in the evening with the evening meal. Everybody could pull one out of the jar. The next one is to spend money on activities instead of things. This really helps us be in the moment also, in my opinion. It helps us to be more mindful because we're in an activity, we're in our body, we're actually doing something. According to research, spending money on experiences generates more gratitude than material consumption. So we have some holidays coming up. Maybe you want to look at activities instead of having material consumption, look at experiences and activities that you can either share with another or gift to another. I think that sounds like a really nice turn of events for this kind of unusual year we've had. 
The next one is to embrace the idea of having enough. According to many who have embraced a more minimalist lifestyle, happiness is learning to appreciate and be grateful for having enough. When you buy less, you tend to appreciate each item more. The key here is deciding what enough is, and that's very individual. And one of my favorite quotes, (laughs) I think it was from Mary Poppins, is, enough is as good as a feast. And so find out what your enough is. That would be a wonderful way to get through this holiday season coming up. What is enough? And the final one that I have for you is consumption itself is not the problem. Unchecked and unnecessary shopping is. Make an effort to identify the real, authentic, emotional, and spiritual needs that you are having. Really make an effort to to find out what those things are for you. And then focus on fulfilling them in ways that do not involve material accumulation. You can do this. It really will open your eyes. Often we don't even know what it is that we are hungering for until we take the time to sit back and identify our real, authentic, emotional, and spiritual needs. So find one or two of these points that I talked about today that appeal to you and make it a point to work on it. And you could put that in your journal and check back on a weekly or monthly kind of schedule and see if you are still keeping that up. You know, use your journal to keep track of the level of happiness that we talked about earlier and life satisfaction as time goes on. It can be so healing to look at the progress that you have made day by day and inch by inch. And now for today's quote. If you want to turn your life around, try thankfulness. It will change your life mightily. And that's from Gerald Good. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.